L I W. It's the easiest 12 923. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW, the Twilight Zone Review. That music shut off abruptly when I said that. Today's episode is 131, The Chaser. Debuted May 13th, 1960. Okay, guys. This is a this, this title has two meanings, if you really think about it. We'll get to it. I'm just teasing it. So this one starts off with people in a bar, and they're on a line, and they're trying to make phone calls. But Roger Shackleforth, he's in his 20s. He's in love with Layla. And he keeps calling her in a phone booth, like I said. And she's like a typical floozy, I guess, was the best way I would describe it. And they say it's his fifth time calling her. Oh, no, excuse me. The typical floozy was the one that was behind him in line. She's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? We're waiting behind him. He's calling her. This is like this typical movie floozy. He was like, Jesus, she's way over the top with her her accent and everything. Um... This guy comes into the line, and he's like, he really wants to get on the fucking phone. Who knows? says it's an emergency. He buys his way to the front of the line, gives everybody a dollar. The woman in front goes, why should the last spot be the, as valuable as the first spot? And he offers her $2. She accepts. And I'm like, God damn, dollars are, dollars are valuable back then. Nowadays, you'd be like, go fuck yourself. I mean, you have a cell phone, but if this were the situation, you'd just be like, a dollar is nothing to me. I would burn that dollar and then burn your house down. Fuck you, a dollar. Get out of here. It would cost a lot more. Anyway, um, the guy looks like Hitchcock, the guy that buys his way to the front of the line. He, um, Roger Shackleforth finally gets a hold of Layla, and she's a bitch, but reasonably a bitch. You understand why she's a bitch, because it seems like he calls her a lot, and he will just not let up. She hangs up on him, obviously, because he's um, really a psychopath at this point. And then Hitchcock's like, she's not into it. Just here, take this card. Go see this guy. Let's go go see this professor. And he looks at the card, and he goes the uh, goes there to the professor, and it says Professor A. Damon, um, a, a a demon. It means a demon. We we all get that right. There's nobody fooled. Nobody nobody that doesn't understand that his door just says Professor A. Demon, right? Because he's he's magic. He's a demon, and he does bad things. Really hitting the hitting it over your head, how obvious it should be. Anyway, um, his doors open on their own, and Roger Shackleforth walks in there, and then Damon. I want to. I don't want to call him. I'm going to call him Demon. Professor Demon is like the human version of Yoda, but angrier. He's just like the way he says things. He's, he's like, nothing is what I don't have. Something is what I have. You can buy anything here. I'm like, holy shit, Mister Riddles McRiddleson. God damn, just. What a weird way to say that. You can buy anything here. That's literally the last thing he said was all he had to say. So, you know, obviously, Roger tells him what he wants to do. He wants Layla. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I've seen this a thousand times before. I'm a demon. What do you do? <laughs> he looks around for this potion, and it's high up on the shelf. With He's like in this little library thing. And if for some reason, the little vials of potions are with the books just in there. I'm like, that's not a very good way to keep things. This is disorganized. No wonder you got to fucking constantly look around for shit. Put the bottles with the bottles. Put the books with the books. That's all I'm saying. Makes sense, right? You can all follow that system. It just, you can fit more. You can see them. I don't know. Put the vials down low. Put the books up high. There you go. 
I don't know what I don't know why this bit makes it so complicated. Demons are not known for their organizational skills, I guess. That is for certain. So he offers him he offers Roger a potion for one thousand dollars to fix all his problems. But also the love potion that he wants is one dollar. So obviously Roger buys the dollar potion. And then immediately goes to Layla's house with flour, champagne, and two glasses. And she, some reason, lets her. He keeps, he keeps being like, <clears throat> "I love you, I love you. It's fine, I love you. I just want to let me in. Just have one drink. It's just one drink. I love you." And he's like a walking restraining order. He's just on the waiting list for a restraining order, pretty much. And this dumb bitch actually lets him in. She's like, "I'll have one drink, then you gotta go." Okay. I was like, "God damn, she is." I get that she should be like freaked out by him, but she's also kind of letting him do it, you know. I'm sure she. I'm sure a big part of her likes it. She seems like she's into it in a, in a weird way. Like she's not gonna fuck him or do anything with him, but she likes the attention. She probably likes the effect she has on men. Whatever. I'm not gonna falter on that. I don't care. But again, she can't be too upset when they hang out and they don't go away at that point. So he goes in and he gives her the drink, and then um. Or he starts doing the drinks, and I'm like, oh, it's becoming clear to me when I was watching this that he's going to drug her drink. He's going to Cosby this shit. He's just going to roofie her with a love potion. Because he has the vial, and he has the champagne, and I'm like, oh, liquid, liquid? Oh, shit. It's gonna, it's not going to go well for her. This is, this is an episode that is about rape. Because she's not willingly fucking this guy. And he's tricking her into it. That's rape in my book. There's no other... Explanation. There's no other way he, you can word that. That doesn't sound like rape to me. Okay. So she she literally goes, well, let's get this over with, and downs her whole fucking drink and then says goodbye to him. And he just sits there and stares at her and like follows her around the house, like staring at her really, really closely. And I'm like, this guy's getting an intense stare that's going to end up in prison for sure. Absolutely. And she tells him she doesn't love him or like him at the moment. And then he's like, one last kiss. And she's like, all right. And then she begins to love him and blah, blah, blah. And you can feel it switching over like a zombie or vampire movie where it's just like, I, I can smell your blood. Like, it just become, she overcomes her. And I was like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable. I don't like when people, I know I joked about in the last episode, like molesting your, form, your child self. Obviously, that was a joke. But it really does make me uncomfortable thinking about that guys actually do this in real life, it really fucking makes me uncomfortable that they're that fucking desperate and pathetic that they have to drug women to fuck them. It just really creeps me out, and I find it really disturbing in a way. Like, I don't get offended by much, but it really does weird me out. Like, why don't you just, like, try? Just try to talk to her. And if she's not into it, why would you want to fuck her then? Anyway, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I really don't. Anyway, um... So she starts to fall in love with him. Uh, it's very strange. The next scene they show, she's literally worshiping at his feet and offering to soak her hands in ice to rub his feet because he likes that. And I'm like, in old-timey stuff, and I'm calling 1960 old-timey, um, back rub slash foot rub, rub, foot rub meant blowjob. We all know that, right? Like, they would show the foot rub because they couldn't show the blowjob on TV. But we all know it's a fucking blowjob, right? There's nobody going, he really lo- he really loves foot rubs. Like some women do, but this is about a blowjob. Men don't love foot rubs. I don't care who the fuck you are. Men don't men want men love blowjobs. We do. I- I'll go on record stating that fact. I will defend that to my death. 
Men love blowjobs. We all know that. So that's just what it meant. And I kind of like the quaint way they had to say it on TV. And you can, it's kind of obvious when you, when you watch it. She's like, I can, you know, give you a foot rub. Rub that foot until it's just like, mm, yeah, I can rub it. I can rub that foot for you, baby. Yeah. Rub it. Tug on it, you know. Give it a little tug. Get, get some oils, you know. Just give me a nice foot rub. She's like, am I disturbing your reading? And he's like, no. And then she grabs this great line when she goes, did I disturb your reading by asking if I was disturbing your reading? And uh, <laughs> it's this thing where when you want, when you like when you're kids and you want to know your brother or sister, you keep asking the same like stuff like that where you just keep adding to it, but asking the same exact question. It's it's great. I love it. It really does show like holy shit, this would be fucking irritating if this were real. Like if someone really did this to you, you would want to murder them. You would want to kill them. So she keeps doing this shit and he's just like, oh, and she's constantly like on him. Like just constantly on top of everything he does. She wants to put a pipe and she wants to break in the pipe and shit like that. I can't believe I remember that because I did watch this episode like two weeks ago. Anyway, he, she just constantly wants to do things for him, and he's just like, just leave me alone. I just want a moment myself. It's just too much. It, obviously, it's too clingy. The drug works. I mean, he drugged her. It's his own fault. I get it. But she's the victim here, not him. It really is. That's really is what it is. She's a victim. He's the victim of his own stupidity. So... Roger goes back to Professor Demon. I'm going to call him that. And he pretends to be there for a little chit-chat. He's like, so what are you up to? Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess if I'm here, I might as well buy that glove cleaner thing, which is $1,000. It's fine. I'll buy I guess I'll buy it, you know. It basically cancels out the last thing, the, the love potion. And it's all of his savings, $1,000. And I, I was like, you know, there's ways around this. Because if she was really that in love with you, you could totally make her go get $1,000. Just be like, I want you to go rob a bank. And she'd, she'd do it, right? Because if that's really what you want, and she's... But then again, that is making her more of a victim. I get it. I'm just saying, there's way... If it's your only life savings and you're that big of a piece of shit to drug a woman, you're probably a big enough piece of shit to make her go fuck some people for $1,000 or whatever she could do for $1,000. You, you got to do it in a hurry. You don't want to, like, go get a job and save up $1,000. That's not... No, no, you do something, like, right now. Go get foot rubs and alleys for uh, for a thousand dollars, or you know, not not for once. I'm saying, you know, f- a couple hundred of them, and you get a thousand dollars saved up pretty quickly. Foot rubs go for I don't know, ten bucks, right? Back then, back then, ten bucks is a lot. That's probably good foot rub money. If I'm, I don't mean foot rub, by the way. I hope you know that. Um, I do. I do mean foot rub, foot rubs for foot ruby. So the professor. Tells him that he has to use all of it or he won't have the courage to use it again. If he doesn't do it right now, he's not going to have the courage later. And it really, his scenes, he, the actor and the scene, the dialogue, really, really reminded me of uh, Max von Sydow from What Dreams May Come. He, like, helps Robin Williams go find, go through hell and find his wife. And he's just like, you must go in there. I can do the voice. You must go in there and before you lose your mind, you must go get her. You will lose yourself. He does, like, he's out of breath that whole fucking scene. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite movies, so. And uh, he really reminds me of this guy, though. <clears throat> anyway, and you realize it's called The Chaser because they always follow up the love potion with it after they're, you know, driven insane by the clinging woman. I can't imagine there's many women going in there. 
And let me just say right now, before I get into this, there is this episode in almost every anthology series. Like um, Tales from the Crypt has an episode that's this. In pretty much every every series, because it's simple. Obviously, it's relatable to everybody because everybody's like, I want that person, but I can't have like most people have had that situation in their lives. Only they're not insane psychopath rapists, and they don't actually go through with drugging the woman, and partially because magic doesn't exist. But I'm just saying, every every horror anthology series or sci-fi anthology series or whatever you want to call them has this thing where they the love potion and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's the same with, like, every one of them has a, this camera predicts the future. That That's kind of like a, it's a generic enough thing, and you can put your own twist on it there. Um, fucking Goosebumps has one, a book, and an, and an episode. Fucking Tales from the Crypt has one, and so does, um, I think Hitchcock does also. Twilight Zone does, and then as well as, what's that fucking TV show for kids? Um, the Nickelodeon one. Holy shit, can't think of the name of it. Drive me nuts. Anyway, speaking of being driven, he's driven insane. The Chasers, it's called The Chaser, this episode, because they always chase it up. Also because, I thought originally, is because he's chasing her. He's the chaser. But nope, it's the drink. It's kind of a double double meaning, and that's what I was teasing in the beginning. Anyway, he goes back to Drugger some more. Um, this way... For good, I guess, even though he's already done his damage to her insides. Who knows what he did? I do I do know what he did because she gets into it in a second. She calls him Lover Marshmallow, and I was like, that alone, that alone is grounds for divorce or separation, whatever the fuck they're doing. That alone is just, that's it. I'd be done. I'm like, Lover Marshmallow, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. He pours another roofie drink, and it's really, really painful to watch him not spill it because he's trying to get in the couch, but she's all over him, and she keeps, like, swatting at it, and he's just like, oh, uh, uh, and I was like, oh, my God, this is just, like, this weird, I don't want to say OCD because it's not OCD, but it's, like, this weird driving me nuts because I can't stand when people are holding drinks recklessly, like, uh, on furniture and just anywhere. I'm like, oh, because I hate cleaning shit up like that, and just watching him do it just drove me insane. I started to just spiral out into insanity. Not an insanity where I want to, you know, drug and rape a woman like this guy, but like, I really was like, motherfucker, hold it still. You're going to spell it. Oh my God. And this is a little inside of my life, my reckless, no, not reckless, my, um, my stupid life, I guess is a big way to say it. Anyway, she's, he realizes she's knitting baby booties and she says something about a rabbit. I don't know what she said. And he drops the drink and passes out. And he can't do it. He can't drug her. It's too late. She's pregger. She's preggers, which means he raped a baby into her. That that's the story we're working with here. You realize that, right? I mean, they look, they make it look like um this uh, oh this weird twist of fate where he oh he fucked himself over, but in in the reality there is a woman here who is forced into fucking this guy and being like his slave for the rest of her life now because the his life savings is gone. And the the love potion fixer thing, the glove cleaner, I think it's called, is gone. So she's just forced into this life, raising this guy's rape baby. That's really what's happening in this. There's, I mean, you can say it as quaint as you want, and it's a love potion, and you know, it's. But a demon gave a guy fucking roofie, a love roofie. He gave it to her. She fucked him a bunch. He fucked her, got sick of her, and was done with her, and was like, fuck this. And he wanted to go get her free. She ends up being pregnant with his fucking rape baby, and then she's stuck with him. 
and he's stuck with her, and it's going to be this miserable marriage, and then the baby's not going to get any attention from the mom. And if he's like, fucking kill that baby, she'll kill the fucking baby. That's what. That's really the reality we're in here in this episode. It's a dark reality. This is not going to end up well. Anyway, guys, I'm going to head out. Um, that's the end of the episode. It's called The Chaser. It's real fun. So, guys, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Go check out LAWstudios.com and check out LA, or YouTube.com slash Lady Wonderland. That's all I have to say, right? I think I'm done. All right, guys. Until next time, in the meantime, Phoenix West, so long, citizens.